Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was a strong start to the week this week. We got an eventful week coming up here as well, but the trend has continued now. Uh, if you've been tuning in with us, you know our, our running joke that Kip always gets the all-time high days, the big up days, and I get the letdown days, and we're making new lows type of days, or, or you know the biggest down day in a month or two months kind of days. Uh, but over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten quite a few fresh all-time high days for our market, and that trend continue today, and I'll get to all of that here on this podcast today. But like I said, got another eventful week coming up here, kicking it off with a ton of earnings. Going into this week, just under half of all of the S&P companies had reported on earnings for Q3. So that was it took about a month to get to that point for half. Now in this week alone, roughly 40% of all of the S&P will be reporting this week. So it's going to be a an eventful one, absolutely going to be exciting. So stay tuned with us here. We'll be talking about all of it. And so far, earnings have continued to be solid. We've seen some misses from big names like Apple or Amazon. But overall, earnings continuing to come back strong here. And uh, we continue to believe that that trend, it will continue as well. And that's an important point here. Uh, because the market doesn't peak until earnings peak. And based off of our work, we've got a long way to go before we get to that point. But stay tuned with us here. We'll be reporting all week uh, on the big earnings names and really overall how the market is looking on on based on earnings. And then at the end of this week, we'll also be getting the jobs report from October. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the jobs numbers over the last few months, we've we've consistently missed expectations. And as they like to do, uh, they, you know, the ominous they, uh, they've really lowered expectations. When Biden really first got into office, they were beating, you know, really catching the carryover from Trump's uh, economy. The, the, the massive recovery that we had after shutting down our economy, which in some ways we still can't believe that happened and that it happened under Trump of all people. But I believe it was August was the first really big miss where they had estimates of like 1.1 million and it came in at something, I believe it was like 400,000. So now they've lowered estimates for this latest earnings or earnings report, this latest jobs report. The consensus is for 413,000 jobs to be created. But if you look, if you dive into these numbers, that is really embarrassingly low. If you look at the number of job openings that we have in America right now, there are more job openings than people who are actively in the workforce at this moment. There's something like 10 million plus jobs open and I think it's roughly eight or just over eight, eight and a half million or so of people who are actively looking for work unemployed. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the carryover from the extended unemployment benefits. Now, those the extension of, of the extra benefits, are, I believe it's gone in every state now, but I'm sure 
and I'd have to dive into this data a little deeper, that it's probably really easy still to get the base level of unemployment benefits. They're just giving it to anybody who's asking for it or close to that, uh, which probably has a lot to do with why these jobs numbers have been so disappointingly low. Uh, So we'll see what happens later this week. Uh, Like I said, consensus is for 413,000 jobs to be created. Uh, But this trend of missing the consensus estimates for, for jobs reports, we see that trend as likely to continue. We've re-entered the slow growth economy that we saw under Obama. As we've said here often, this is the third term of Obama's presidency here, really. Uh, that's what we're all experiencing here. But as we say here often, the stock market is not the economy. So even under a slower growth economy, we continue to expect the stock market to soar from here, folks. Think back to Obama's presidency. The only president, um, I always uh, blank on this one, that it's the only president not to have, even I believe it was a quarter, or maybe it is the whole year, I gotta double check that, to not have growth of over 2% on GDP throughout his whole presidency. Uh, so that's what we're back in, but the stock market soared under Obama. So we'll certainly take that. And one of our major themes here has been uh, Joe Biden, very similar to a Bill Clinton's presidency and the stock market performed great, just like under Obama. The stock market historically performs better under a democratic president. So if we're going to have one, we might as well make some money while we're doing it. Uh, So looking at our markets a little bit here, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks or so, and we think we're seeing a little bit of a pattern change here because we have reached extreme overbought readings on our short-term VRA momentum oscillators, now for all of our major indexes. But the fact that our market has continued higher and continuing to hit all-time highs now at those short-term overbought readings That's a pattern change from what we've seen over the last eight months, where once you got to those levels, we got a pullback. So now we'll be looking more towards our longer term VRA momentum oscillators here. Uh, And based off of those right now, we are reaching overbought levels, but we have some room to run. And markets that go up, once they start to reach these levels and they get to extreme overbought levels, and then after that, extreme overbought on steroids, A market that continues higher in the face of those readings is extremely, extremely bullish here. So if you want to learn more about what we use as our VRA momentum oscillators, we walk you through all of it here with our daily VRA newsletter. Uh, So come and join us. We'd love to have you. Uh, come learn what we use for these readings, learn how the VRA investing system works. Right now, we have a two free week trial at vrainsider.com. So come and join us. We'd love to have you with us. And as always, we're here for your questions as well. We love getting feedback, love getting emails from you. So keep them coming. We love, uh, you know, we have a fantastic community here. So we'd love you to come be a part of it with us as well. Uh, So, Another major indicator that we walk people through often and that we look at here is sentiment surveys. And right now, we're also getting to an excessively optimistic level here. Uh, 
Last week, we did get a slight drop in the AAII Investor Sentiment Survey. And really, we got plenty of room to run there before we start to get worried about that particular indicator uh, getting to excessive bullishness. But on the Fear and Greed Index, we have now hit the extreme greed category that happened during today's session. The previous close was at 72. Today, we're closing at a 76. So again, that is extreme greed here. And not necessarily saying that this is the top right there before we get a pullback. And I say top, not meaning a a long-term top, but a a short-term before we get a pullback and then back to all-time highs again. I mean, we could get much higher on the fear and greed from here certainly wouldn't stun us. But once we start to get in that 90 range, that's when we'll start to get uh, a little more cautious. And really at this point, we have existing positions. So we're being patient uh, with those and not adding so much to positions right now. Individual names, yes, absolutely. But talking about here about either the sectors or our broad market indexes overall, because they are at excessively optimistic levels here and we're seeing it again in our variable minimum oscillators in our sentiment surveys and elsewhere as well so and it's actually is it's for very good reason we've been continuing to hit all-time highs and that continued here today and we're also now entering as of today the most bullish time of the year to be in the market november is historically the best month of the year to be in stocks and going into this month it's already been a strong year so when you've seen a strong year going into the end it's even more bullish check out you know just so a quick look at some of these stats here so far on the year the S&P is up roughly 22.8 percent that's the strongest year that we've had since October 2013 and going back to 1928 where the S&P 500 has been up more than 20% year-to-date through October, both November and December finished positive every single time. So that's a pre- 100% of the time is a pretty good uh, statistic there. We've seen over the last few years, we don't like to buy in too much to these types of analytics. They, they can break down and, and they not always do, but... Uh, you know, just an interesting, fun fact about the market. And if you're hesitant here, maybe provide a little bit of encouragement. I wouldn't base any specific investing decisions off of those analytics, more supplemental than anything else there. But at our markets today, we hit all-time highs just about across the board here today for all of our major indexes. The Russell 2000 small caps have been leading for the last few weeks now, playing some serious catch-up to the rest of our major indexes, and that continued today. The Russell 2000 up a big 2.65% on the day today, hitting 2,358. That's roughly two points away from a fresh all-time high. Small caps haven't made an all-time high since March of this year so big to see them playing some catch-up while our major our other indexes the dow nasdaq and the s p have continued to hit all-time highs throughout the year so good to see the russell 2000 playing catch-up really a long-term bull market can't sustain itself without small caps participating so that's exactly what we want to see and the russell 2000 etf iwm 
did hit an all-time high today. A few different reasons in there. I won't get into that specifically, but also its first all-time high since March. And as they say, new highs begets new highs. We expect to see the Russell 2000 Index doing the same here soon as well. So next up was the NASDAQ, up 0.63% today, also a all-time high at 15598 Next up was the S&P 500, up 0.18%, and actually flirted with going negative on the day today earlier, was able to rally to finish positive. We got a, you know, not necessarily at the highs of the day, kind of close, but a strong into the day, which is what you want to see here, uh, but did hit an all-time high at 4,613. And I did forget to mention the NASDAQ did close at the highs of the day. So a good smart money hour is exactly what you want to see. Next, uh, actually finished better than the S&P, the Dow up 0.26%, right at, let me just double check here. That is also an all-time high here from the Dow at 35,913. Looking at our internals on the day, this was impressive. Just what you want to see on a day like today with all-time highs and continues to see the bullish theme here. When you get strong internals, you really want to see the internals leading the market, and they were able to do that somewhat today. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, just barely under three to one positive on the day. That is a strong read there from the NYC and the NASDAQ. And looks like that's also a fresh all-time high from the NYC advanced decline line. Again, another bullish sign there. New highs begets new highs. New 52-week highs to lows, even more impressive today. Coming in over seven to one positive for both the NYC and the NASDAQ combined on the day. Good read there. And lastly, volume in the same boat. Very strong, coming in over four to one positive for the NYSE and about two and a half to one positive for the NASDAQ. So that's exactly the readings that we want to see on a day like today. And looking at our sectors here on the day today, we finished with eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by energy. Energy is continuing to lead the way here, followed there by consumer discretionary hitting an all-time high today. Then next up were utilities, industrials, and materials. Then our laggards on the day actually were really interesting. The bottom two, you know, nothing major, communication services and healthcare. But tech actually finished really pretty flat on the day, just slightly lower. Uh, So interesting to see on a day where the NASDAQ hit an all-time high uh, for the tech sector to finish lower. But once you break it down, many of these tech ETFs that follow the tech sector, (laughs) actually, this kind of surprised me uh, because this number wasn't quite so high before. But now, just two stocks, Apple and Microsoft, make up over 40% of most of the tech ETFs that follow this sector. So that's likely a big reason why uh, tech was down because both Apple and Microsoft were down on the day. Uh, And so some evidence of that here, right? The semis leading the way today, hitting an all-time high. Uh, Their most recent all-time high almost two months ago. It was about a month and a half ago since they hit an all-time high. Did it again today up a big 1.15%. So, That's just what you want to see. Tech leading the market, and we got that from NASDAQ, not necessarily the tech sector, but we got it from the NASDAQ, so confirmation there, and then semis leading tech. And uh, like I said, 
outperforming there almost two to one on the Nasdaq. So just what you want to see from our markets. Very bullish. Uh, and finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold now up six tenths of 1% to 1,794 an ounce silver up a similar 0.68% to $24 and 11 cents an ounce copper up just over half a percent to $4 and 39 cents a pound and oil up, excuse me, just under half a percent to $83.95 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin really looking like it's trying to find its footing above this $60,000 mark of Bitcoin. It really, since mid-October when it went on its really big run, uh, you know, just incredible run uh, from, let's just take a quick look here. Um, from about, I mean, we got the lows in uh in june got a, a higher a higher low in july and then it's been off to the races since then but good to see consolidation up here holding above sixty thousand. dip below it really briefly for a day uh and at the end of october so good to see this could be a little bit of a shelf here before Bitcoin really takes its next big move higher. A lot of people talking about getting to $100,000 of Bitcoin. Uh, we think we'll certainly get there. Uh, but the time frame with Bitcoin, I mean, it could be quick and it, or it could be a little bit longer. But we do remain bullish here on cryptocurrencies as a whole. Bitcoin up 0.6% today to 61063 of Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Uh, no video today, but we'll be back consistently doing more and more videos here. So subscribe at Vertical Research Advisory on YouTube, soon to be on other video streaming platforms as well here. So thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.